washed again. And, and it's, it's a hard teaching this where Jesus says, unless I wash your feet, you will have no part in me. It's like we would say to God, I've, I've had my bath and I never, never need to bath ever, ever again. I've been washed once for all. Brilliant. And yes, we have been, been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ once for all. What does it say about our faith if having been washed, we then revel in being unclean? Says Jesus, I need to wash your feet. In fact, says Jesus, I need to wash your feet. Look at what he says, chapter 13. The, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, that he had come from God, would return to God, and so he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into the basin and started washing their feet. Do you see the linkage there? Jesus knew that the time for his glorification had come, that the time for his death and resurrection on the cross had come, that the time for his going to the Father had come, and because he knew that, he said, I must wash your feet now. Because as I wash your feet, you are going to see what it means for me to be God. You're going to see something of God's character coming out. You're going to see something of what it looks like to live a godly life. Remember, they'd walked in. Through the meal, they'd been having this fight. Who's the greatest? No, I am. No, you're not. No, I am. And, and Jesus turns around and says, you got it wrong, mates. The real question is, who will be the servant here? Because that is the sort of character that God has. That is the sort of character that I have. I am, I am God incarnate. I am teacher. I am Lord. And yet here I am willing and ready to wash your feet. In fact, I think Paul puts it well, coming from the same text, Philippians chapter 2. Great passage, I'm sure you guys know it. Philippians chapter 2. Though he was God, Jesus did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Says Jesus, I will be the slave to you. Because slave is what my whole life has been about. I have humbled myself. I have walked amongst you. I have taught you. And soon I will humble myself ultimately on the cross and I will die for you. And you are sitting here arguing about who is the greatest. No! 
real question is, how can I serve my brother or my sister? How can I be like God to my brother or my sister? He says, Jesus, if you acknowledge that I am your Lord and your teacher, and you do, and that's right and that's true, but if I'm your teacher, then learn. <laughs> if I'm your Lord, then emulate and copy. I found a great quote. Uh, William Temple says, When a man stands on his dignity, he crushes it flat. When a man stands on his dignity, he crushes it flat. Says Jesus, don't stand on your dignity. What dignity? <laughs> Instead, humble yourself. And as I have humbled myself and taken up the position of a slave and washed your feet, so you too humble yourself and take up the position of a slave for somebody else. Washing feet went out of fashion about 200 years after this incident went down very quickly. Strange that. Uh, what about today? What, what are some of the ways that we can emulate Jesus? Or maybe it's by doing the jobs that nobody wants to do. Maybe it's about taking a meal to somebody who's feeling down. Maybe it's about visiting somebody in a hospital. Maybe it's about Whatever it is that makes us cringe and say, I hope somebody else does that. I've got much more important things to do. Well, what will people think if they saw me doing that? I'm not the only one who has those sort of thoughts, am I? Good. <laughs> I suspect we all do. To some degree or another says, Jesus, if anyone has a right to stand and say, I don't have to do anything, it's me. I have all authority and power from God, verse 3. I am returning to my Father. I am Lord. And yet here I am, serving. And it all comes down to love, doesn't it? You know, in the first 12 chapters of, of uh, John, the emphasis is on life and light. Love, the word love is hardly mentioned at all in the first 12 chapters of John. But you know, from chapter 13 onwards, just about nothing except love is mentioned. Something like, what, 37, 47 times. In these few chapters, this story 
of Jesus' passion, of Jesus' death and resurrection, is the story of love. This washing of feet is the story of love. I mean, what is it that makes someone say, I will humble myself and consider you better than me, and, and I will demean myself so that you can have the privilege? Except love. Isn't it love which does that? You know, something which we need to, it blows my mind. You know, as Jesus was going around the 12 disciples, washing their feet, at this stage Judas is still sitting there. Wow. That's got to be some tricked out love. To wash the feet of the one who is about to betray you. Verse 2, Judas has already decided. He's got the idea in his head. A few verses later, Jesus says, out you go, Judas. Do it quickly. And yet he bows down and he says, Judas, you, you are going to betray me? Let me wash your feet. You know, sometimes we'll say, yes, I, I'm willing to do the icky job. I'm, I'm willing to, to serve another, but oh, don't ask me to serve that one over there. Because that one over there, is, oh, no, she's, that person's never got a nice word to say. And that person will never appreciate what I've done. And, and, and it'll never count for anything, and, and they'll just turn it against me. Isn't that so easy to say, I, I will serve as long as it's, it's going to bounce back to me in some way. You know, reciprocity. But Jesus' example is, I will show love and I will serve regardless. Knowing full well, perhaps, that this example of love will be rejected and scorned and refused. Jesus says there, if I'm your master and your Lord, why don't you do what I do? He says, come on, guys, serve one another. If you know this and if you do this, you will be blessed. But, but you know what drove Jesus was his love for us. And what drives us to serve each other has to be that same love. No, just, just a few verses later. Same meal. Verse 34, chapter 13. Jesus says, um, Dear children, I'll be with you only a little longer. As I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I'm going. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Just as I've shown you. You know, just half an hour ago when I was washing your feet, just as I have shown you, love one another. And John really got this. I mean, 1 John chapter something, 1 John chapter 1, I think, John says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us. So therefore, let us love one another. 
this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us. Having been loved by God, we can then love one another. Having been served by God, wow, it's still weird on my lips to say that. We can serve one another. And only then, and only then, one of the great church fathers, Chrysostom, said, he shows us the greater that we might do the less. For he was the Lord, but we, if we do it, do it to our fellow servants. My brothers and my sisters, so great a love as the Father lavished upon us that he has washed your sins clean. That if you go to him and say, Lord, I've slipped, he will wash you and give you clean feet. (laughs) Let us follow his example out of his power and his love and bless one another. Amen. Stand and sing, come see the Son of the Living God. Please stand. Oh, 
Thank you.